It's Rachel LaForest and Leah Knauer, and you are listening to Basic Witches Podcast, and holy shit, do we have a good episode for you today. Oh, we've got pro-witch author and cultural deprogrammer Alex Kazemi here in the Zoomiverse, and we talk all about the Zoomiverse. It was like a super stoner conversation, but you could enjoy it whether you're sober or high or whatever. But we talked all about the astral plane and 3D and 5D and awakenings with trauma. And And the cycles of nature and the cycles of female cycles. We kind of hit it all. (laughs) (laughs) We know you're going to love it. Um, We also know that you are going to love our new merch. Uh, we've been designing some fun new designs and I'm talking like everything, skateboards, pillows, shower curtains, <laughs> notebooks, mugs, we have it. Face so masks. Check out, yeah, face masks. If you want to check out our new merch, go to basicwitches.threadless.com. And uh, we've also got a little update to our Patreon. So be sure to check back in on the Patreon if you haven't looked in a while. We've got new tiers with really good witchy perks. Um, And in store for you this episode is a reading for the collective. So stay tuned till the end and enjoy this wild ride with Alex Kazemi. Dirty pop. Dirty pop. (laughs) Baby, baby, can't stop. Why? Pop magic. (laughs) I just got it as you said it. Okay, we're leaving that in. Okay. Oh, Alex, we're so excited to talk to you. There's so many things. Um, So many things. There's so much to talk about. You came into this Zoom talking about how you hate Zoom. And I know um, you hate technology and you're not on any social media. Yeah. I want to hear why. Well, because it's addictive and and it's distracting. And if we want to create, like be productive, I feel like it's, it's not for what I want to do as an author and a writer. I feel like it's like the exact opposite of, of uh, the stimulation I need. Mm. Are you, are you scared of TikTok more than the others? Cause you mentioned that TikTok is terrifying. I'm only more than all the other ones. Um, I don't know. I feel like it, 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 it's so fast and real. And I feel like it's like this seizure, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that in 20, I don't even know how to talk. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah it, it's just like this. It's so, it's so intense, but I also feel like, I think it's also just getting older, you know, like I feel like I, I like I'm from the BBM, the Hills era, you know, I don't, I don't identify. BBM. Yeah. Blackberry messenger. Like in high school. Oh my what gosh, I had one, but I forgot that term. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, I guess I guess it's just like I'm becoming like that, you know, like get off my lawn. You know what I mean? Like like as like I don't because I don't understand teenagers anymore. Like, and get I, off my virtual lawn. Yeah, I'm 26 and I don't get oh, it. Oh, you're younger than us, but I'm like I'm 30 this year. That's fine. <laughs> were you born? You were born in the 90s, though. Right? 90. Yeah. Yeah. 90. See. We're all yeah. we're all millennials. We're good. You're, you're safe with us. 
Yeah, yeah I don't, safe, but but to your point, it's moving so fucking fast. It's insane. Like, um, I had the realization after one of our recent recordings that you know how we used to watch um, like futuristic movies, and yeah, it'd be like, oh, you put on your headset and you're represented <laughs> as an avatar in this world. Like, literally, because of COVID, it's already happened. Like, you guys are seeing my avatar right now. It's an image reproduced of me. It happens yeah. to be a camera, not an animation, but oh. like. I even, and I think Rachel, you do too, have the like, the pretty effect on Zoom. So I know, like, I took it off. <laughs> oh shit, it, I outed myself. <laughs> it's, even, it's even scarier with the Zoom thing because when you start to going, going to groups, you start to recognize people and it's like you're going to places on the astral plane right. and you're like, oh yeah, I know you, but it's like, I have no idea who you are. You're an image that just keeps reappearing yes. like, across the world. But like, I feel like we're hanging and it literally I feels have- that way. I have several friends who have gotten closer with during COVID, but only virtually. We've only yeah. like virtually hung out or virtually met. There was there's one girl specifically. I passed her when COVID like had just started and we were wearing our masks. So I'd never met her IRL. So I didn't really recognize her, but I recognized <laughs> her avatar. And so then we messaged afterwards and I was like, that was you, right? And that feels like how we met. But like now we're just internet friends and it's so creepy, but cool. I don't. It's like reality's glitching. Like the simulation is glitched. Like, where are we? How did we get here? What happened? Something happened. Well, the where, the where are we, I think is the most interesting Mm. question because it doesn't matter where you are now because in the Zoomiverse, you can meet Mm. anywhere. Also, did I coin Zoomiverse? I said it a few weeks ago. Someone probably came up with it. It, it is. Like it. Don't you guys feel like it's like yeah. the astral plane? Yes. Yes. I feel but like it's 5D or something. But it's interesting because it's 2D. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a flat screen. Yeah. And in our 3D world. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the computer is 3D. So that's kind of like super trippy. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like... Rachel like, and I both, both smoked before this, by the way, for <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I love that. But I love, what, I love what you said that, like, we are in Sims, like, essentially. Like, we are controlling... Mm-hmm. Like, no, have a hotel. Like, we're, contr- we're, we're, we're basically, like, these avatars floating around. And we're also, like, hiding behind, like, uh, avatars and, like, curating them. So it's yeah. like, who are we? Are we the avatar mm-hmm. or are we ourselves. Rachel and I were talking about this the other day and I was saying how when I go to the grocery store, when I do monotonous daily everyday things, that now feels like the break from my normal world, which is (gasps) video calls and like, it's so weird. And I understand now how, you know, people always said that young kids playing violent video games grow, they grow up to be potentially violent. And I so see that because you disassociate from like what real world is and what the screen is and that there's actual real life effects and cause and like circumstances and consequences in real life that there isn't in the virtual world. And we were all warned, you know, in the, in the, in the early 2000s and the late nineties, you know, they were telling us and we're like, no, no, no. But I feel like it happened so fast. Like, did we even get a second to process how we got to 2020 zoom era? I feel like we just did it. And now like we, we just jumped and leaped and now we're here. Very quickly. I mean, it makes sense that it was a biological thing that caused us to go um, virtual and not biological, not physical. Like, yeah. Because it drove us inside and into our screens. Yeah. So when did you decide no social media for me? 
Um, when I, I think like when I started to watch my friends and people around me get addicted and go crazy, like when I started people seeing how people were going crazy on the apps, like with when Snapchat stories came out and Instagram stories and and all of that kind of stuff. And I also started to see very creative people I know destroy themselves because they were making their online ego and their narcissism more prior, more of a priority than their creative process. And I was like, no, 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 no. I cannot do it. Like, it's too scary. (laughs) You know, it was like, yeah. yeah. But have you, do you guys know people like that too? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And, and I have had to do huge stints of no social media. I've done like a six month one after a trauma recently. And then I've done like a many month one um, before that, because of that exact thing. I noticed that I was so worried about capturing moments. I wasn't living in the moment Yeah, and I couldn't do that. Like, yeah. See, but that's the thing. Like, do you feel like the big corporations and all these people know that they are giving us an addictive substance that yes. like, that is yes. distracting us because yeah. absolutely. I feel like they even did that when we were kids, like with MTV mm-hmm. and like the celebrity culture and all that stuff. They're like keep keep the traumatized children distracted, go into a fantasy world. Oh, I mean, that's all of capitalism. It's like yeah. numbing, don't let them think, yeah. don't let them like make them feel shitty so that you it's have secure. the power to get the money from them by yeah. buying things. And it and works. It, and it worked <laughs> on me because yeah, we live in Hollywood where we make TV. Like I loved TV so much that now I'm working in it. So yeah, media captured me. <laughs> Viacom won. Yeah. <laughs> For real. That's so real. I went through that too. Yeah. I feel like, I honestly feel like they groomed us, you know, like yeah. they groomed us into the social media era. Like yeah. they were they like hurt. the real world, you know, then the Hills and then mm-hmm. Instagram. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are your friends aware or have you had discussions with them about like noticing those the addiction traits? Mm. They just react like addicts. They just, they just mm. deny it and go crazy <sighs> and they make Do me feel crazy. Like- they gaslight me. Oh. oh. Do you think there's gonna be like social media rehab one day? I feel oh, like that's oh, very yeah. possible. Yeah. Where people like <laughs> maybe won't be able to tell like reality from virtual like in their minds and then they have to go away to like rehab I don't know I mean it's not that far-fetched right at this point like because it's dopamine it's yeah like, there's you a guys saw the social stop. dilemma right yeah. yeah yeah I was just gonna mention it yeah yeah That was so validating. But scary yeah Yeah, for you I'm sure yeah. <laughs> you know the way that I got back into it, I I had to set a whole new set of rules for me. Like Leah knows this. I don't scroll. And I like apologize sometimes when friends will be like, did you see my thing? And it's like, no, even my friends, even Leah, I don't see what she posts. I do not look. I get in, I creatively express and I get out. I had to treat it like business. Like I, I, I had to. And maybe one day you'll have someone run it for you. (laughs) Right. Probably. (laughs) Well, yeah, so I don't even have to like touch it. Like, yeah. I can just create the art. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, mm. of course. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm curious, Alex, if your spirituality like like meshed with this because it seems like that's a very aware approach that you're seeing this, and it seems like it's got to be related, right? 
Yeah, of course. Like I feel like magic is all about alchemy and redirecting your energy. And I feel mm-hmm. like I was uh, like I feel like when you're on social media and you're and you're you're feeding your energy into something that doesn't give you proactive results, you mm-hmm. just hurt yourself and you also waste your magic. Like like they are all trying to energy. steal our magical energy. They're trying to hijack mm-hmm. it from us since mm-hmm. day one. So mm-hmm. we have to take the power back to deprogram from the simulation and all the sigils controlling us and mm-hmm. and all of this this is all happening the, they all know about the occult they're using it against us so we need to use it to free us that's why i wrote what, pop magic what do you mean by that they know about the occult and they're using it against us um oh i i mean you guys oh, know people they, in hollywood and, and stuff like they they all know about you know magic and and uh and the corporations know how to use nlp um, and you know, associative conditioning and like get nlp your, is neuro-linguistic programming yeah and get yeah. your emotional system hijacked like when you're watching tv and like why kids were so addicted to tv because it was so colorful and would like control all of your emotions and feelings and and all of that stuff so they use it they use it against us and we my, have to my boyfriend and i my boyfriend and I now, when we're watching TV, we'll like call out commercials like, oh, they're selling us love. Oh, they're yeah. selling us protection. Like we're noticing the emotions also because mm-hmm. we're commercial actors. We're studying yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, but it's to, creepy. To your point of sigils, and I know from the book you talk about this, like there every, every um, logo is a sigil. Yeah. So like Instagram, you know, that little shape of the camera and the rainbow, like, you know. FedEx. McDonald's, the arches, like like all of it. Sigils are symbols that get into your subconscious. So yeah, colors all the time. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. All of it has meaning. Mm -hmm. All of it has meaning, and like also, like it's scary. Like, what if they've charged those sigils? Like, we don't even know what energy they charge them, charge them with. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're they're like all in our head. You guys know, even fast food, they often use the color red because that signals, oh, emergency. Like, I need food fast, alert, and like I'm hungry and I need alert. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And wow. I think the saddest thing for our, I mean, all, you know, MTV generations is, is that they, they tried to make us believe that these people were not human and that they were all gods and that we had to yes. achieve uh, and chase and to become and to feel like the gods. But the whole time they were, we were all equal. We were as mm-hmm. equal as Madonna. We were as equal as everybody. Yes. It's but a facade. We, it was a facade and you, and LA is the, like, obviously you guys know people living in LA who Mm -hmm. are chasing to become that image, but it starts off as an illusion and it ends as an illusion because it's holographic. Mm -hmm. It's all a fantasy in your head. Yeah. It's all a holographic projection of an idea. And it's like, they would have the stars are just like a section of magazines, (laughs) like that was just enough to make us think like, it's doable. I can get there. I'm going to keep chasing mm-hmm. it. Like that's also capitalism. I didn't even like think of them as human growing up, no. but I'm actually tomorrow will be my nine years in LA, which is very exciting. Um, but like, I, so obviously I've met and seen so many celebrities and it's just so humanized it to the point where I'm like, I can't believe that I, they were a God to me. Of course. Celebrities. Of course. 
Yeah. And I think, and I think they, you know, for, for me, I, I realized like I got a lot of ideas of how to act in my twenties subconsciously from my childhood self, from like seeing Mary Kate and Ashley, like on Mm -hmm. like the tabloids and star, the grocery Mm -hmm. checkout and Lindsay and partying and like all of this type of stuff. And I really, as a child, for some reason was like, that's how I have to be. And now I see that all of those people were sick and traumatized and and were like normal. And now all their documentaries are coming out, which is (laughs) saying how they were like yes story yeah oh and it like modifies behavior the same way that social media now modifies our behavior Mm. back then like I know for me I was a teenager growing up when Britney and Lindsay and like all of those stars were getting trashed so naturally I went out and got trashed and like (laughs) you know it's like because I wanted to be them and like you said now like they come out with the documentaries and you see how human they are and how they were actually in pain and why this happened and you know time heals all wounds so Mm. they're willing to speak the truth now. Exactly. And and also it was it was a fantasy world in your head of how you projected to deal with your own life at the time. It's like, you know, when we when we're, we're we we can look back at life and be like, "Oh, well, I was actually in pain. That's why I was so obsessed with that fantasy world." And that's my whole story is is like I like I I kind of want the I mean, I don't know if people have got this experience in reading the book, but I find the book to be a bit disturbing because you kind of see me go through these stories of like chasing approval to, to, to feel okay and to feel valid because I was that like MTV child who thought mm-hmm. that, okay, well, once I'm included, I'll, ex- I'll experience happiness and I'll feel joy once I right. reach my idea of success. Mm-hmm. But that, that was all an, a lie. And when you get there, you find out the lie too. I mean, truly any external is going to be an illusion. It's only the internal that's like you and your sort of like level where you're at. The only way to know that is going in. And, and I recently felt this energy of like, oh my gosh, Rachel, like slow down. You're, you're not trying to catch up to anyone. You're on your own timeline. Like there's nothing you could do to catch up to anyone. It's not about catching up because social media makes you feel like you got to catch up, like produce, produce. produce. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's so, that's so powerful because I also noticed that. And I don't know if it's quarantine, but I was like, I was like, why am I running towards things? Why am I chasing? Like, I was like, it's not that deep. Like there's nowhere to go. I'm not the center of the universe. Like as much as magic and all that stuff makes you feel that way. But like from a Kabbalah point of view, it's like, you know, like the material world is all an illusion. You know, we can only become fulfilled by connection and sharing and helping others and and focusing on our purpose and our book of life is written so if we truly do believe it in our soul then guess what it's gonna happen so relax relax Relax. slow down already going too fast that's so that's so true yeah let me ask you both this do you think we would be coming to these conclusions if we didn't have social media because i do think that social media has allowed people to be more vulnerable and honest and human and maybe that's why these celebrities are coming out with documentaries that are kind of crumbling their own facade but i feel like the scary part about that is is then that creates a new extension of a performative Mm. vulnerability oh you write about that And then that makes people even more narcissistic and crazy. And that's why people, yeah. You called social media, I forget if this was in the book or somewhere around the book, but um, you were saying how it's like um, 
traumatized like advertisement or something like yeah. you're, you're advertising your trauma or something yeah like yeah yeah I think I think you're you're I, like because you're really you know the the scary thing is is like these 21 year olds who are like interacting with this like 21 year old version of themselves on Instagram they think mm-hmm. it's going to be forever wow. but they grow and they're like oh my god like I revealed so much and and like mm-hmm. there's no going back our private moments like in our teen years and all that kind of stuff where that, that if there was stuff that didn't go online it's like you look back and you're like, well, thank God that there was no footage of that. But they're creating footage of that to feel included. So it's forcing vulnerability in some cases. And just wanting to be loved. That's all it comes down to is everyone, Mm -hmm. everyone's, everyone is a love addict at the end of the day, a validation (sighs) addict. I, so yeah, (laughs) Um, you were talking about alchemy before. So like was, I don't know. Was that your hurdle? Was love addiction? Well, uh, I, I've been like addicted to like everything under the sun. Like I'm just one of those people who are like addicted and like an addict. So like work, mm-hmm. drugs, everything, like mm-hmm. anything that feels good, I'm gone. Like, you know, and that's like exists within me. So when I discovered magic, you know, at first, like I, I was one of the people who started out with like very materialistic magic because I felt powerless, which is why mm-hmm. I, 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 when I discovered magic, I was like, well, I need to feel a sense of power. But I, what I realized in the end, in the alchemy was, oh my God, okay, magic is real, but we need to do it to like help each other and share. And like, we need to, we need to do that, but we also can use it for, you know, our divine will and, you know, fulfilling our soul purpose, materializing everything we need. But, um, yeah, I feel like I, I've gone through like a lot of addiction alchemies and magic has helped me. Well, with power, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking of that with, you know, these um, pedestal idols and yeah. like capitalism. The whole idea is separation of power and it's yeah. been growing. The class divide is bigger than ever mm. in history. Yeah. Um, the 1% and the 99%, the gap in between those is so big. Yeah. And that, that's the power dynamic too. And they don't want people to feel empowered. That's why also like um, mm. big pharma exists. Yeah. <laughs> like we're mm. taking away personal power at every turn in capitalism. Mm. And witchcraft, I think like empowers the person. Yes. That's why yes. they're fucking scared of us knowing <laughs> about it and using it. Oh, yep. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because we are, they want us to be disempowered, disengaged, dis- yeah. disenchanted and magic and witchcraft connects us like it it brings us this connection like i've you know um done i've looked for every connection everywhere every high i've tried to find it and there's nothing like magic on a full moon like that lunar ecstasy i cannot i can never recreate that like it's the best feeling you know and it's individual to the transits too it's so exciting i feel like full moons are these like celebrations that we get mm-hmm. yeah like every 30 days yeah yeah it's the best how do you celebrate the full moon do you have a ritual i do i just you know i do my you know full moon magic that i do like every every full moon like i, I haven't missed a full moon like in like five years like I just I'm very disciplined about that but um no I don't I do do I don't do any particular rituals I do just kind of based how I'm feeling but in the dark of the moon I I'm very serious about doing shadow work because I've noticed coincidences and patterns and I've practiced like seeing the rhythms and I was like oh wow all of the dark stuff starts to come up because it wants to be healed during waning and then the new moon is literally a rebirth 
Yes. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yes. I just learned a quote today from, uh, I think her name is Miranda Gray. Mm -hmm. Um, she's an author and it said, um, if you want to get ahead, get a cycle. (laughs) Like you're a man, so you don't have a uterus, but, um, you're, you have a cycle because moon is your cycle Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you treat about half of it as gang and about half of it as yin. And that's literally what Mm. happens in um, female bodies with our hormones and our cycles. So yeah, like, and, and nature is cyclical and it's like, Mm the divine wisdom, you know, like things that happen in cycles, that's how it works. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause consistence and persistence. What? Like consistent is like, no, nothing is consistent. But to have a consistent cycle that is consistent, even though it's not every day. Right. Yeah. yeah, And it's out of my control. It's like the earth, you know? know? Mm -hmm. And I think you guys, you just brought up a great point about like, you know, women and magic and the divine femme and how important that is, you know, for, for women to connect to their divine femme and not be afraid of it. And because, because society has been trying to take that away. Oh yeah. Ever. Oh yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. my sister and I are, are writing this course cycle magic and it's, it starts with so much unlearning. It's similar to your book. It's like, this is shit that that's a lie that you were told. Yeah. Talking about like, even how it's called being on the rag or like, oh, mm. and slow is here. It's always down, 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 bad, like bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Hiding in school, you would use code words if you're talking yeah, about yeah. tampons. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing of a period has been shamed yeah. mm-hmm. and tried to, tried to um, then like hyper-masculinized to be like, oh, just pretend like you're not bleeding and keep being a star athlete, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I, insane. There's so much I, power there. Yeah, and I also feel w- women have been, you know, the objects of fantasies for men and people do not realize that women are people and not mm-hmm. these fantasies in your in your head that you learn from porn and through media and on all of this yep. kind of stuff that it's like a real human being just like you, you know, mm-hmm. feelings and thoughts and emotions, but men like it was so interesting like, you know, growing up in male culture like you're literally groomed to bully women. And I always resisted yeah, it so because I thought it was so weird. Like, why, why would I hate something that I love and I'm attracted to, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like- And that you came from, we all came from a woman. Yeah. 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 I, and, and I think it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm so grateful for that, that young women today get to grow up in this era of feminism and this yeah. conversation and this topic, mm-hmm. because I feel like, you know, so much misogyny has happened throughout the ages. And it also, you know, comes to you know, the misogyny of witchcraft as well, right? Because it's associated mm-hmm. with the powerful women yep. calculating or brewing or any of that stuff, which mm-hmm. men are terrified of women's femininity. Yeah, because it's Why so powerful. That? Because Do you they have an inside it. look? Yeah, oh, they they're, they're trying, they're trying to hide, they're, they're, they're it, it engulfs them. They, 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 they're, mm. they can't compete with it because it's more ferocious. It's more yeah. ferocious because masculinity is, is powerful in its way, but it's also very like in the Binary. way it's very like performative and also like um, masculinity is kind of like a little boy with a cape, like a Superman cape being like, I'm the man, you know? And yeah. like, they're just living inside of their head. Whereas like the expression of femininity is so raw and real and real. Peaks and valleys. And it's mysterious. They don't fully understand it. So they're scared of it. That's a huge one. That's a huge one. Magical unknown. 
It's, enig- so, it's enigmatic. So when did you as a man learn all of this? I think, I think maybe because I have a mom and a sister, you know, and like growing up around women. But I feel like um, also I, I knew that, that women were powerful because mm-hmm. of the way they made me feel and, and that they were enchanting. And, um, and that wasn't from like an objectifying way. It's because I could feel the energy. And also I, I studied like as I was growing up, like why are all of the women in my life always persecuted for having emotions or feelings when emotions and feelings are like the drive of everything? And why, why do we always try to take away emotions and feelings from women? And I like, I'm a cancer, right? So we have so much in common. I'm a cancer cusp. Wow. And Capricorn rising is our same June 20th. Oh, I'm June 22nd. So yeah, we're close. That's why. Wow. We're really close. so, So, um, yeah, as a cancer, I also like have had a lot of emotions and feelings. So like uh, growing up, like I had to always turn to idols like Kurt Cobain or like, you know, Trent Reznor, Marilyn Manson, you know, that type of stuff so that that I could feel like uh, a sense of like understanding of my own masculinity, but also see the power of the feminine energy mm-hmm. and, and water mm-hmm. and just the element of water is a powerful element. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes fluid. Sense. You know, with the emotions, also water, um, Uh, My friend was over yesterday and she was like, why do we focus so much on women's reaction instead of men's action? Mm. Like in sexual assault, for example, like, it's like Dr. Blasey Ford got, you know, she did a great job, but people still picked apart her emotions, if any, versus talking about the actual action. Yeah. Oh, and her appearance and yeah. other non-important it's things. It's all about dehumanizing the woman in the media mm-hmm. and also... And justifying yeah. for the man. Yeah. Mm. Excusing. Yeah. And it's and people are tired of it. People don't yes. want this anymore. And, yeah. And it's because it's, it's scary to think about like young girls growing up like in a world that is telling them how yeah. to be sexual mm-hmm. from like 11 years old. Right. That's yeah. traumatizing for people. I yeah. saw a tweet yesterday, going back to social media, that was like, um, whoever the, the Supreme Court nomination that might happen, mm. um, she is going to walk through the same door that RGB opened for her just to shut the door behind her. Like, basically, you know, Roe v. Wade is at, at stake. And it's just so insane that women are back to having this conversation the same way that black people and people of color are back to having the conversation of civil rights. It's like stuff should be, we fought so hard to get where we were and it just feels like things are going backwards. And that's what scared me, you know, about the social dilemma because it was showing how like, how scary it is, is that as much as we focus on the solution, we, for some reason, the negativity is also emboldened Mm -hmm. and the darkness so it's like right what duality what, right yeah and i feel like living in the age of aquarius right now with with magic mm-hmm. and also like zoom is very age of aquarius you know social media is very age of aquarius mm-hmm. um in what way I, well i feel like because it like unifies people into one voice right mm-hmm. whereas like the media used to be like mouthpieces to say journalists commentary and all that mm-hmm. stuff whereas people are now a part of the media the people are the media the people are cnn you know, mm-hmm. the people have the power, which is like this Aquarian unity and all the protests That's are true. Aquarian. So, you know, it's all written to be this way, um, but it, it's a very intense time to be living in this time, yeah. but we chose it. Our souls chose it to incarnate <laughs> in this time. But um, I think, you know, how do we handle this intensity every day? I guess 
we have to to manage our our energy. We have to transmute it. Yeah, mm-hmm. transmutation. Yeah, that's the only way. Some days it's easier than others, and it sneaks up on me sometimes how worn out I am just mm-hmm. from just the world, not even my own shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's such an intense time. Yeah. So, how do you, Alex? How do you alchemize that, especially now? <laughs> well, I feel like you know, being in recovery, you know, like the, the empathy is so important to me, and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm 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 reverting back to all of this, the the hypersensitivities that led me to wanting to disengage and mm-hmm. and and uh, disappear from the world. But I feel like. The, the most important thing is is to connect to the the humans of of you know our culture and and pay attention and and to realize and listen to 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 what people are saying rather than trying to judge them like we mm-hmm. like true empathy is trying to understand something that you don't understand immediately like right. it, and i th- and i think that that i try to do that as much as i can with with the current world but yeah i know it's weird right it's like we can't really shut it off because these are people's lives mm-hmm Exactly. And it's a privilege to forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very oh, much a absolutely. privilege to forget. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. We, we can't shut it off. and We shouldn't be. No. No. Which is why it's so important to be taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Self-care, self-care is so much, so important. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, I like when I like, because the reason I wrote the book also was because I wanted to write a book about magic where I could access everyone. And I also kind of wanted to make it a bit provocative to the occult community because there mm-hmm. people are so like, you know, we are su- a subculture. We are the most powerful witches in the world. You know, we're the ones manifesting things. And, you know, the, the occult community can be very overwhelming and separatist for people. There could be hierarchy, dogma. I've read a lot of magic books in the beginning where there was a lot of kind of dogmatic things that I was trying to escape from religion. So I kind of was mm. just like, here are the building blocks of spirituality and spiritual tools you do what you want with it. I don't mm-hmm. care if you make Buffy into your goddess and what you have to do, but, <laughs> but just, just, you know, ha- have, have a way that is not discriminatory to yourself or others in a yeah. quality system. Mm. And I do love how like straightforward and simple the book is. It's like, it's yeah. like short, concise, clear chapters and like um, this, the, I actually had to stop because I, I, it made me really want to do each thing wow. I mean, so many cool. hours in the day. Yeah. yeah. So I, I did some magic from your book, which I'm like, I want to talk about it, but vaguely, cause I don't want to mess with like what I put out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the thing, you know, I visual, I wanted, I wanted people to practice magic and get, get excited mm-hmm. about magic. Like this is real. We can do this. You know, it's like that mm-hmm. disenchanted part of us, you know, our lower self, like we have to kind of look at our negative thoughts. Like don't trust your mind. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like a TV in the background, like plugged out. I no, no, plugged in with fuzz. It's just this fuzzy noise. Mm. But if you bypass that noise and you listen to your soul and your higher self, you can get what you want done and you can accomplish anything. But you know, it's, we are our own worst enemy. Like yeah. I've gotten in my own way in my life so much, especially in my twenties, which I know is a part of the process. But mm-hmm. like anytime I brought my emotions into it or, or made it about me, I, I just sabotage so much. Mm. Guilty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, witches, taking a quick break from this beautiful conversation to talk about the function of beauty. 
Yes. Function of Beauty is one of our new sponsors that helps the podcast function. Um, And we were lucky enough to get to experience the Function of Beauty. And it is so cool. It's customized hair care, you guys. You literally take a quiz. It's a quick but thorough quiz and you tell them all about your hair. And then Function of Beauty's team determines the right blend of ingredients and then bottles your custom formula to order. Yeah. And the customization does not stop there. Um, You can pick the color of what you're getting. You can pick the scent and like how strong it's scented. (laughs) My favorite part is you you can name the bottle. So literally, you know, witches, self-care, you can name this bottle after what you want, like function of self-love, function of self-care. Mine's function of Leah. You can do whatever you want. Mine's function of self-loving. And then it's like, you're kind of enchanting each bottle, which you're then doing self-care with by rubbing it on you. So it's a very witchy experience. And for real, it smells so good. One of my bottles is peach. Me too. Eucalyptus. Oh, I seriously Mm -hmm. love their stuff. Mm -hmm. And I went with like, moisture like um you get to pick basically qualities that you want in the quiz like you talk about qualities of your hair and your skin and then you you pick what you want to like achieve and I need a lot of moisture because I have like dry curly hair Mm -hmm. um and this stuff is smooth you guys like like slippery smooth so moisturizing Mm -hmm. and they have body lotion body wash shampoo conditioner hair Hair oil yeah and I'm vegan now, as you guys have heard, and they're all vegan and cruelty-free. So that feels really good. Yes. Functional Beauty is not just the first ever custom hair care brand. It is the internet's top-rated customized hair care brand with over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. And ours was one of those. Yes. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash witches to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash witches for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash witches. (laughs) Now back to the show, babies. Mm -hmm. Totally, for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, this also recently came back up for me. A long time ago, I came up with this, but it needed a refresh. Um, The idea that I want to be my biggest fan. Mm -hmm. You just freaked of- me out. I literally was thinking about that before I got here. <sighs> I got that was literally like a like maybe you have psychic stuff in your chart. Well, no way. She already does, yeah. I do. And already with you, you've been saying things I've been thinking. I didn't mention it earlier, but yeah. Wow. So I yeah, already I, was thinking we have a connection. I I literally I literally said that. I was like, I was like, you know what? If I'm my own biggest fan at the end, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's actually like a goal because why waste like like it it came about for me when you know some people like complimented me in a way that was deep not not vapid at all but like a a compliment on my strength yeah Um, and it it felt like they were a fan and then I was like I I don't want to give away the number one fan spot that should be that should be me (laughs) seriously I yeah I'm all about self-love um but absolutely because, because at the end of the day unless I'm my biggest fan, then I'm, then I'm my biggest critic. Like for me, it's like, mm, it's kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> you have Virgo in your chart? 
Um, not that much. Oh. Yeah, I'm a double Scorpio, but um, okay. yeah, I, I'm I'm like I tend to be pretty like all or nothing. I don't That's do anything halfway. That's a very halfway. psychic chart. Wow, double yeah. Scorpio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's all over the place. Are now. your dreams insane? Yeah, I have psychic dreams. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Of course you do. It's so wild. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a moment that you guys just had with two other people. So my self-love coach recently told me that I am meant to be a light in this time of darkness. Mm. And I was like, wow, that so resonates. Thank you for saying that. Then literally the next day, someone bought a piece of art from me. And then I said, thank you. And they said, no, seriously, thank you. You are a light in a time of darkness. What? <laughs> Love that. Less than 24 hours later, and I messaged my coach. I was like, holy shit. And she was like, when you hear something that fast from the universe, it is an affirmation that that is true. Yeah. Validation. Wow. See, this is all written. We're just really Mm. just fulfilling all of this. Mm. This is all. Do you guys both feel like your time, like, okay, you know how we were talking about everything's going really fast? Yeah. I've been feeling my timeline collapse where I'm getting. incrementally like infinitely closer to the to like my core purpose and like that's mixed with passion and everything than ever before like it's happening faster and faster for that yeah yeah Yeah. I I think that's happening for a lot of people because of the time we're in now yeah the soul work has accelerated in isolation like I just I don't think like I like people are like 2020 is the worst year of my life. I'm like, 2020 is like really taught me things about myself. I was never yeah. able to access when I was a part of the, you know, city simulation world, you know, and just like on go, go, go. Like I didn't even realize how much I was like, not empty, but just like, like chasing and just like every minute, like I was not enjoying life. Like, right. Absolutely. Um, I used to feel like there wasn't enough time in the day because I was also in that city simulation. But now I am like attacking more goals than usual. I'm on a 17 day streak right now for Duolingo. And like, I'm committing to my goals. I'm meditating more. Like I'm being more intentional, intentional with the time in my day. Yeah. Maybe this is written from, you know, the higher powers of the universe, you know, the the bigger the bigger picture for us to like really go within and do this clearing and mm-hmm. and to return yeah. back to society as clear people. Yes, I think it's so. not easy. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's why so many people don't do it? Mm-hmm. Not easy. And it's mm-hmm. so funny. Someone said, like in a group the other day, they were like, you know, when you're doing the soul work, it's not like someone comes up to you and is like, "Great job at doing all your soul work." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like people don't see it, and and I think mm-hmm. the, like the humility is is like, okay, I'm I'm doing these corrections on myself, mm-hmm. and like you literally can feel like I've had mm-hmm. moments. I don't know if you guys have had moments where like I've like un- unleashed. I'm no unre- like released a darker part and like you know cleared out trauma and stuff and then a manifestation would arrive like Mm -hmm. yes okay wait holy shit I have to tell this crazy manifestation story Rachel already knows it it's insane Mm -hmm. so I have been looking for places um to to move and I've been just fantasizing about a beautiful like cottage I wanted something quaint and small and special and then I found something that was great and super cheap and I messaged the guy on Craigslist and then I took a bath and I was starting to stress about it and I was like no Leah I'm just going to release it and trust that if it's my place, then it's meant to be. Wow. Truly released that. 
Yeah. And I felt in my core, I was like, it's going to be my place. Like I have no question. Literally the next morning, I get an email back from this Craigslist guy. He goes, hey, Leah, your suggestion is small world. This is Jason from Improv. And it's someone I fucking know. Oh, Needless my to say, God. That's my, I signed the lease the other day. That is, that is so beautiful <laughs> and, and so magic. But, the, you know, you released it and you were abundant. Mm-hmm. You weren't coming from that place of lack. You were literally, you had the havingness. You believed it. You were like, I already have it. Because the more we vibrate with the lack frequency, we get back lack. It's just how magic mm-hmm. works. And it's like, and when you do magic from lack, you get a lot of chaos as well. Mm-hmm. But if you have the abundance and you're like, I have it. I truly do believe it. I know it's going to come. I feel like mm. I'm living in a fantasy world. What are the chances that I know this person that has my literal number one favorite place I found on Craigslist? You're but on the I, other side, you know, of what your visualization, yeah. you're inside of it. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's not, like I'm excited for when science catches up to us, you guys. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm the like, to witches? Yes, to witches. <laughs> Yeah, the quantum field. <laughs> exactly. It's like, there's no way we're not affecting things with mm. our energy and our vibration. It's like, everything's touching, nothing's separated. We know that. We know everything's connected mm-hmm. and touching. So why would our every move not be affecting mm-hmm. things? Do you guys and we know, know that everything is energy and atoms. Ooh, some, but Wait, what I know about it? the red, red bla- bracelet. I have the red string on. Do you guys, <laughs> like, do you guys, do you guys know about like co- any Kabbalah? Like you got, you're kind of talking Kabbalah right now. Oh no, I don't. I have not studied Kabbalah at all. Okay. So Kabbalah is like the most advanced form of magic. It's like the next biggest level of magic. So yes, when all of the celebrities were practicing, they were doing magic. So basically um, in Kabbalah, there's this thing called um, changing your movie. And basically where it basically exactly what you said there's multiple versions of reality and you're just plugging into the one that you want to exist so so that's that's basically like a cabalistic secret yeah and and, and also living in the present moment also brings your abundance to you because everything is all happening at the same time Mm. yes whoa it's like it's like you're living in the future and the present yeah yeah and and being psychic helps me understand that because like sometimes I really do talk like to my partner for example I'm like you already work there like I know where he's working next and and like <laughs> I tried to explain it to him because he's a non-believer he's well he's like agnostic now he used to be atheist but um we're getting but, there we're getting there it's fine <laughs> I don't have to convince him it's fine um he like the way I was trying to explain it was like um It's not that we don't have free will and we're not making decisions. We are, we're making on the micro level, we have free will and we're making choices, but it's that everything already happened because time isn't linear. Exactly. Yeah. Is that your whole life has been written and you are just here. Your soul is literally just fulfilling it. So every trial, every quote unquote bad thing, every reactive moment is for you to level up like you like it was all it's all for the good and if you look mm. back at your life you can make the stitchings of like oh, yeah. oh that bad thing that i thought was bad actually brought mm-hmm. me this and you just keep going up because that's why you came here 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Speaking of, you know, addiction and rehab, I went to rehab when I was 19. Yeah. Um, and it was rock bottom, one of the worst things that happened to me. But I, when I was there, it was like 30 days where, and if you watched the, this is Paris documentary, like she talks about this too. And she was at a boarding school. Yeah. It's like, we have so much time there by yourself that I was just fantasizing for 30 days straight about who I wanted to be when I left yeah. and like mm. what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then nine months later, I moved to LA when I was wow. 19 and, and now here I am. But it's like, looking back at that, I, I still resent my parents sometimes for sending yeah. me there. I still have anger about it, but it's also a huge monumental thing that had I not hit that low, low, I wouldn't be literally living my dreams right now. Exactly. And, and also I, I also got clean off drugs at 19. So, but other addictions followed, but um, I feel like, I feel like, um, no, yeah, that's, ex- that's exactly right. Like the rock bottom sends you like, that's the, that's like the 12 step story, right? Like 12 step mm-hmm. is like magic. It's like alchemy. It's like these people hit rock bottom and then they get rewarded by going to this, com- by 12 step meetings and recovery meetings to have a community, which yes. is what they were seeking the entire time through drugs yes. was community. So it's mm-hmm. all beautiful and written. And like, I know like, circles remind me so much of group and that's why I love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Group therapy. It's like group therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean that there's nothing more powerful than like doing magic with people you care about, like, you know, and like yeah. you know, connecting, connecting to that energy. And, and a lot of people, you know, I understand like being afraid at first to do it because yeah. it's so private, but like mm-hmm. when you're connecting to that universal energy and yeah, I mean, it's so funny because like people like literally think I'm I'm crazy for believing in magic and astrology and all this kind of stuff. But, I like, don't. There's so much I know, but because you're like because you because I'm also crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's like, but like this is kind of like what you have to, you know we have results to show for, you know, yeah, evidence. That's what I'm trying to say, that's what I'm trying to say with the book. I'm like, yeah. I use pop culture as a metaphor because so many people think of those things as so high. Right. Mm-hmm. So like doing things like, you know, Marilyn Manson, Taylor Swift rituals and all that stuff, and then making them happen. I'm trying to say, what else could you do with magic? If, if people think the variables are so low and you can't mm-hmm. access these things. Mm-hmm. And you know how you were talking about like these different um, versions and you're plugging into one yeah. or the other of your story. Like, I think what people don't realize is that they are making a choice of which one to plug into. Sometimes it's unconscious. A lot of times it becomes unconscious. Because oh, yeah, yeah. When you're numbed out and addicted and like yeah. uh, social media and all that, it's like, you don't realize it, but you are choosing the way that you're the way that you're living. Now, you are not choosing your life circumstances you were born into. And Absolutely I do not. have a big problem with, people saying like, oh, it's all a choice. And then it's like, no, because Mm. there's people truly suffering that our children and didn't choose that. And like, you know, in the development See, this world. is the, but this is where people, like a lot of people Differ. at the Kabbalah Center, like fight against that as well. Like, they're like, why are you telling me I chose everything? You yeah. know what I mean? But I kind of understand it from a spiritual point of view, but I also understand it from the point of the wounded child and yeah. the pain and being like, no one asked to be abused. No one asked to experience those things that made them into an addict and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's difficult, but it's also like, um, for me personally, like on my own spiritual path, like I've experienced, you know, trauma and, 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 and things that would be considered very traumatic. But for my own advancement in the world, I like to think that I chose it because it frees me. It disempowers the victim complex that I usually can fall into. And I also feel like something people don't talk about is 
our astrological charts are made to be converted, you know, like our negative, we see our negative attributes of our astrological chart Mm. and they're supposed to be alchemized into a positive aspect. So like my cancer son might have me prone to negative uh, things, Mm. but I can alchemize it into a positive thing. Like we have to really Mm. work through our birth chart because it's it's a mirror of our soul. Yeah. This all sounds like acceptance, self-acceptance. Self-acceptance and also seeing the best in in your mm-hmm. chart rather like like you know a Pisces moon is usually prone to like addiction you know what I That's mean me. oh, okay <laughs> yeah so Pi- Pisces moon is usually prone to like addiction and like fantasy worlds and 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 mm. all that kind of stuff but they can if they can take that negative trait and turn it into a positive trait they can they, you basically it's like ascending your chart you can figure yeah. that out like everything about you is in your birth chart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see it with my own life. I see my own soul in my birth chart. I'm like, oh, that's why that happened. That's why this happened. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's I'm so not, empowering. I need a pro to do it. But like when I get a reading, it makes sense like that. Yeah. So you're on the same track as me, Capricorn rising. So what are you rising towards? What is your cap leading you to? Well, I feel like as a cap rising, um, at first, like I was very... Um, uh, a, a workaholic and a work addict mm. and really trying to project an idea of success to people because it's my rising sign and like an image of like Capricornian perfectionism, like as a way to try to like, you know, control everything and being a huge control freak. Like my earth is my control freak side. So I feel like I'm just kind of working through that. And um, yeah, I, I feel like with, with, with current goals, I'm kind of just like focusing on on the book, helping people and, and getting the book out there right now. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like, have you guys realized how much like future tripping doesn't work? You know, like, like the what anxiety. What do you mean future tripping? Future tripping is, is like when you're trying to like control the outcome of the future rather oh, than yeah. day one, one step at a time. Yeah, I feel like. I, I live in the current day. I, I mean, my schedule starts to get booked out, but I don't, I no longer consider anything set ever Mm -hmm. because um, in my trauma, what I learned is expect the unexpected. I was surprise attacked by a bird, like not a burglar, a sexual predator in my home. And um, that showed me like, it was so unexpected. It was three in the afternoon on a Saturday. Like you don't think you're going to, someone's going to try to rape you when you walk in your room. Like, and I extrapolated on that in my healing and going through the darkness to realize that is all you can expect is the unexpected. Yeah. You cannot yeah. like control the future. Yeah. Even and, though and I can I, get glimpses, it's like I can't control it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm really sorry, you know, obviously that that happened and I I I really appreciate you talking about it in a way of of like, a, you know, understanding a lesson from it because I've yes. also had like an intrusive house experiences before like that and mm. and um and 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 they actually brought me back to past abuse too like because you because 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 when your body your body starts to react and you're like oh yeah. guess what that happened you know and yeah. and now I started to really understand from like a, a like because you know culture you know with the word trigger and all that kind of stuff we've kind of abused it in that way and made it like a, a different type of turn than what it is from like a trauma like psychological psych like therapy point of view about yeah. about triggering it's just like the body is literally triggering a memory yes. and like that when that happened to me uh, a few times like the, like the body's memory being being what a quote unquote triggered like I couldn't 
couldn't walk, you know, because yeah. of how intense it was. So it's like, this stuff is real, you know, mm-hmm. we think it's when we interact with it on the internet and stuff, we're like, Oh, whatever, whatever. But it's like, Oh, Whoa. Like you're no, it's real. It's mm-hmm. so real. And I'm grateful that I can talk about it on the podcast. And like, because unfortunately, you know, traumas happen to pretty much everyone. And, and especially to women, like sexual trauma has happened to mm-hmm. most of us. Um, so I, I would actually argue lowercase T trauma has happened to all women by the way we've been treated um, yeah. by society. But, um, so like all of my coaching clients are women with trauma and it's like they, because that happened to me and because I have a podcast to talk about it, they can find me and I can help mm. them. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, I have to be thankful that happened to me. So when you say like, sorry, that happened. I know what you mean. And I also know you don't mean like totally sorry because you know, as a witch, it's like that had to happen. You, yeah, you alchemized it. And also now you have this deep resonate as a Scorpio too. You have this deep resonating with your clients and they can feel safe and they can, and again, they can have that space. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I agree with Mm. that. It's like, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about like what I tried from your book. Okay. Yeah. okay of course. <laughs> okay. I'm glad Leah wasn't here last night because <laughs> uh <Uh-oh. laughs> I fully set off the smoke alarm. Oh my God. My nightmare. <laughs> but it's funny because I know that every witch's nightmare, <laughs> but it was funny because of course it had symbolism to the magic I was doing. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Tell. So, so I used your um, recipe for sigil magic on candle magic. Oh, um, cool. So like I put my sigil into a candle. Oh, sick. Um, and, and like followed all the steps. And you really helped me understand um, charging and then activating. So as yeah. you explained it, it's like charging is, is raising the energy into the symbol, into yeah. the sigil. And then activating is releasing the energy Yeah. Um, by like burning it or throwing it away or whatever. So yeah, so um, I made my sigil and charged it for um, a really, uh, it was a sexual energy. I can say that. And I, I did a protection with it. So yeah, yeah. I should be good to go. Um, but it was a sexual energy of empowerment I was raising. Yeah. And um, so for one, I was naked. So that was nice that Leah wasn't here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> naked and dancing like around this flame. Pagan. I'm getting so yeah. into it. But then... Um, it got too hot. <laughs> and oh, the, wow. the, which way? Which so, way? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the temperature, but okay. symbolism. So it got mm-hmm. so hot that the um, glass of the candle cracked open and like lit. Um, and and but luckily I had put it, I had based it in a bowl of water because I was going to leave it on its own. So luckily like mm. it was safe, but I had to like, split second think because the alarms are going off literally (laughs) and and I decided like okay it'll be safest to grab the whole bowl bring it to the sink and douse it yeah Um, so it was like to me what that meant for my spell was like holy shit girl this project is so hot and gonna blow up so so big you're gonna set alarms off Oh my God. Yeah. That could, you know, that, that could definitely, that could definitely be like connected to that. And I think it's really funny as a Scorpio that you did a sex magic <laughs> sigil spell, which is like the most Scorpio woman. It course, is, right? You know? it, but, but it's, it, but that's also what like your, your power is. So you knew that, that if you could access that, 
energy and you could alchemize it and direct it, that, that it's actually powerful energy. You know, that's why I talk about sex magic yeah. alchemy in the book. And, and sexual energy really cool. is fire. Passion. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and for me, I put it in a bowl of water, which is my emotions, which my, my emotions and my sexuality come into my work. Like, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, no, 100%. Wow. It's, it's definitely a visual a visual representation. Lots of weird stuff happens in yeah. spells. Honestly, sometimes, like, I don't even remember doing certain rituals because I'm so focused in such an altered state of consciousness. Like, it feels like I'm peeling off layers of a dream, if that makes sense. Yes. And then when you see it happen in real life, it's like, oh, I already experienced this because yes. I fantasized <laughs> about it. That's how yes. I felt about the fucking cottage. It was like, oh, so yeah. weird. Yes. Oh. Cause it's all astral. Like I've even realized that with like, even with my addictions, like my pursuit and the anticipation and all that stuff, even with clubbing and partying, it's like, it was just the somatic experience. It was just, it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't the external. It was the astral fantasy that I was creating and projecting onto reality. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I could watch like a movie of people clubbing and probably feel the same way, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. that's when things get tricky in the zoom era because it's like, what is, real you know like 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 what um leah said about like you know how um how how, like going on zoom is your new reality versus like going to going to physical places is like is like escapism yeah (laughs) right you guys (laughs) it's all normal for the tiktok kids right they're just like yes let's do it let's play fortnite let's do twitch let's do all the all this thing yeah they they're 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 so interesting. Jen. It'll be interesting to watch, and I don't know if that's a good interesting. I know. I mean, like Alex, how do you feel? Like, are you apprehensive? Are you excited for the future? Scared? What? Well, um, I feel like we need to really connect to like our humanism and like our, our before like AI and like the technology mm. takes over. But I feel like technology is taking over. Like it's very sad to me when I'm like talking to someone and they're like on their phone zoned out and they're not listening to me. And it's like, it's like they're literally entranced and it's like those moments didn't exist really in the past, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like we can, we, we chose to incarnate here. So we're going to have to experience mm-hmm. it. But the astrologers were saying that like, um, when, when a planet goes into Gemini in the future, like everything is going to be virtual and AI. Oh. And, like, and do you know when that is that they say? It's pretty soon. I think it's in like 10 yeah. years or five years, you oh. know, it's oh, right there. Yeah. It might be Uranus. There's a planet that entered Taurus this year that okay. I think it was Uranus and Taurus, right? That was like okay. the disruption of capitalism and materialism. Mm. I, I think I'm remembering that too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry if it's wrong, but um, it's when Uranus enters Gemini. They're saying that that's when things are going to get like literally like an AI oh, virtual, virtual holographic wow. world and reality that we're going to be in. And I don't think, I think, you know, everyone says, oh, the new normal and the new normal. I'm like, capitalism is too greedy and people are too greedy to ever have a new normal. Like they think it'll never end. Like, I feel like they're going to, they're going to want things to revert to how things were before. Like that's why, like, at least what I've seen in Vancouver here, like people have like revolted against the quarantine and they're like, no, like we need to be around people. We need Mm. to be in clubs. We need to be in the city. And I feel like people are so adjusted to that, that, that that I don't feel like COVID will be forever. Hmm. That's good to hear. But Vancouver sounds like it's very different from America right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. America, <laughs> yeah. America, honestly, anyone living in America is a, is a strong, resilient person. <laughs> Wait, what's scary? That? 
I said, anyone living in America is a strong, resilient person because it's on another level, you know, like that's why other countries, we all have these hallucinations of what America is because Mm. you guys are so bastardized in the, in the media to us, you know, and like, like this, like satirical comical world, like how British people feel about Americans, you know, it's like, but it's, but I love LA and California. It's like, there's nothing like But everything you said is still true. Like there's so much magic in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, there's so much energy. Like there, you could feel everything that's happened there. There's an allurement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of like, there's like a vortex here or something. People say that people say that it's a Mm -hmm. vortex or a portal. And I feel like there's no feeling of like, I don't know. I feel like some weird stuff has happened at the Chateau Marmont. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. You know, their drinks are like $25 anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, an, it's, it's, that's it's a real thing. scary thing that happens yes. there. Yeah. But it's a part of the illusion, yeah. you know, society, right? It's like, yeah. to like status. feed the aristocracy. Right. They're, 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 yeah, like $90 chia puddings. You know what I mean? It's like the goop world. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yes. Sorry, yes. Goop. No, I don't eat you, Goop. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, like, as two white women with a wellness podcast, it's something we really need to be aware of. And I, mm-hmm. I know that we, we, um, we're very genuine and authentic and like mm-hmm. our journeys and what we share on here. But, um, I don't ever want to cross a line where we're, where we're selling like happiness as like these privileged white women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, of course. Yeah. That the whole like eat, pray, love generation has going on. Like <laughs> the secret. It's, yeah. It's, it well, takes advantage of a lot of people. <laughs> the secret yeah, is magic. That was the most craziest moment when I realized that when I first oh, yeah. magic, and I was like, wait, in this witchcraft book, you're just telling me to use visualization? And I was like, whoa, okay. Oprah is so powerful. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not really a secret. Witch. Yeah, yes. it's not really a secret. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think it's time to do a little magic. Who feels yes. like doing it? Because honestly, okay. we're all witches here today. So Alex, if you want to like do a divination or something, you can, or we could pull a card. Okay. What so, are you feeling? Do, do, do you have like tarot or like what's going on? Um, we, I pulled this deck today, the Iris Oracle mm, deck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. That seems really cool. I, I right, have Alex, in, do you do in, like divinations, cards, tarot, anything? No, no, I don't because I feel like it's like, maybe I'm not, I mean, I could be there, but I feel like it's just like, you know, another magical thing that like, it's, it seems like very overwhelming. I do, I like, I, I pick up angel cards like every day, like, and those work, those are weird. Like they, they, they send us messages, but yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe I should, should pick a card. Yeah. Let's do a card. Okay. Um, let's do, what do you feel like asking? It can be for you. It can be for the world it could be specific general i feel like i don't want to ask for the world okay Okay. what do you want to ask like like what comes after us surviving this era right now like is there like are we ever gonna go back into society and and Mm. our friends without masks does that exist because i because i i will grieve if that doesn't ever exist again yeah right we are gonna get an answer what is next after this section of time. Yeah. Okay, let's breathe.
Okay. Mm. Got it. Okay, it's a two part. It's the bottom card and this card I pulled. So here we go. Whoa. I one of them. Holy shit. Restlessness and dream <gasps> travel. Yay. Whoa. So Yay. it's like, holy shit. Do you want to describe the cards? Restlessness? Me or? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Restlessness. Well, I think like what you're picking, what, what, what we came up in the reading is like maybe restlessness, like maybe freedom. Like we're going to feel like restless, like, oh my God, like we're back. Like we can ah. do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And dream travel sounds like we're going to be able to travel again and be free. Yeah. Oh. The restlessness card is like a clock. There's a bunch of numbers all over and there's a bunch of eyes. It seems like tired eyes and yeah. like clock. We've been talking about time and how time is not linear yeah. and how yeah. like we're living in an yeah. astral plane. And then oh, literally yeah. the other card we pulled is about being in the astral plane, dream travel. <laughs> This is all written. This, is all <laughs> yeah, written. this podcast episode was already written. <laughs> it, it, it truly was. Truly. Like, I did so magic to get here. How <laughs> I'm interpreting this is like, right now we're feeling restless. Was that the first card that you pulled? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So yeah, we're feeling restless. Time is moving, but it doesn't feel like it is. It feels like it's going super slow and super oh, fast. Okay. At- and a watched pot doesn't boil, but we're all like, when is it going to end? When is it going to end? We're all, yeah. our eyes are on the clock. Oh, wow. And then... So in this time, after we need to dream travel and like fantasize about what world we want to bring in oh, and visualize oh, about like who we want to be, what we want to be like, and how we want our societies to run. Mm-hmm. And the, the, on the dream travel, the main girl who's sleeping has no face or eyes, but then her dream self has an eye that matches It's the, the same eye. eye that's on the fucking clock card. Whoa. Yeah. I noticed that before. So that's her third eye because she's dream traveling. That's how wow. I think it. Wow. So we're going to be so moving cool. like what we need after this t- crazy time is, is more intuition than ever, like mm. following the intuition. Yeah, and I, and I think we need like we need our we, we like these are the times like like it's very weird for me that I wrote the book like in 2020 and for it to come out in 2020 and then yeah. quarantine happened and then like I and, I and I had written things before that I looked back at the book when I was like oh we like you know during life interruptions we need magic and all this stuff and I went back to that and I was like wow like we like th- like these trials of when we are tested is like when we really need to gear up on our spirituality because the biggest mm. light is about to be revealed. Like we can get through this. We, we will get through this. We've gotten through many past lives. Yeah. I truly believe that we can get through this. And, you know, I feel like there, there's a blessing in it because I feel like I tried in that beginning, like all the resentment and the anger and the fear and like mm. the, the, the disruption of my routine and like controlling all of my reality and my world. And like, yeah. But I needed that in a weird way. Like I just needed yeah. to chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take your eyes off the clock. So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, Pisces oh. moon is also psychic. So you guys have a good lunar connection, like an emotional oh, yeah. connection. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. Gemini, I mean, Scorpio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two most hated signs. <laughs> <laughs> what are your midhavens? What is that? Know. Midhaven is is like your life path and purpose and your reputation. Oh, I have never heard of that. I'm going to look into it. Is it in your birth chart? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. I feel like I can hear her saying that in my reading, but I can't remember. Yeah. I'm Scorpio Midhaven. Nice. Nice. I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart in in different type of planets. Like I'm water dominant, but I'm Sag Moon. Oh, cool. Very cool. I love it. 
about that dream travel card, because I know I've pulled it a few times, it, it specifically says to ask your dreams a question, and then in the morning, you'll wake with an answer from your intuitive self. So I don't know who needed to hear that, but... You, oh, both, yeah, can read, you both can read the Akashic Records as, yeah. as, 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 uh, as lunar water signs. Really? Yeah, um, Pisces moons can read Akashic Records, and so can Scorpio moons. I mean, we well, both have a, have a very psychic... I have an okay. Aries moon, but um, oh, I oh, have... Your Aries moon? Were you, you say Scorpio rising? Double Scorpio. Yeah, uh, sun and rising. Oh, okay. So what, I thought you meant double Scorpio, Scorpio moon, Scorpio. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, your Aries moon. Interesting. Yeah. The Aries full moon is about to come up. I know. So that's your like lunar... Wow, you need to do a lot of magic that day. I am planning to. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. It's in the works. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, we have a full moon circle. So I'll be doing magic and leading other witches in magic. So it'll be like extremely <sighs> potent for everyone. Potent, yeah. yes. Oh, I love magic. Yeah, yeah right? It's the best. <laughs> have you guys experienced discrimination because of your spiritual paths? I know it's like... No. Maybe that's not the right I, word. Maybe it's a heavy word, but I mean like like eye rolls and like get judgment. over oh, Judgment. Judgment. Oh, judgment. Yeah. But that's not a big deal. Have yeah. you? Um, sadly, we've yes. received it from other witches, which is really sad. Not mm. many, not many, but like sadly, some other witches have really judged us. For what? Um, like they think we don't take it seriously because our name is Basic Witches. I would I say mean, that's honestly, kind of- basic witches is the world I want to live in. Like, I want, <laughs> I want Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules to be doing magic. You know what I mean? Like, I want, I want, like, I don't Fun. think basic isn't bad. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Like, I like, we gotta I, start somewhere. <laughs> we gotta start somewhere. It's like watching like Bachelor in Paradise is fun. You know what I mean? Like, people, people like, like, I, like, I want a world where I can like go to like, any grocery store and people are talking about the full moon and like, you know, and like talking about magic. Uh-huh. And like, I feel like we're getting there in a way. Well, I mean, hello, your book is called pop magic. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I want. Pop magic. Hell yeah. Well, where can listeners find pop magic and you? I know they can't find you on social media. <laughs> where should they go? Plug it in. Okay. So we're going to be very 1999 style. So it's www.popmagic.com can show you where to buy the book. And it's available at all bookstores, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever, wherever you buy books. And, um, I have an email where you can reach me fan mail at alexkazemi.com. A-L-E-X-K-A-Z-E-M-I.com. So if you listen to this, uh, episode and you are inspired please write me because this is this is why i do it that's <laughs> your awesome. form of social media i love yeah. it I... yeah because yeah i feel like also it's 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 as like writing a book and stuff like getting letters it means a lot to me and mm-hmm. yeah i feel like the social like i i want people to get to a point like artists like especially people my age and millennials and maybe one day gen z but like understand that you can achieve the success that you want without succumbing to the social media game. Like that's what I'm trying to prove to people by, by that, because as a a young author, there are, there are quote unquote people ahead of me because they are playing the game and they are building online brands, but I would rather do things that way that is true to me than be fake. Mm -hmm. I love that. Totally understand that. and love that. Yeah. Um, in closing, we're all going to say a basic blessing. This is something we're each grateful for today and any of us can start. 
<sighs> I am grateful for friends that co-create with me, mm. collaborating a lot. And it feels so good to like birth something with another human. It's so fun. That's so beautiful. I'm grateful to be here on the Basic Witches podcast. It's an, it's an honor to be here on the astral plane with, with you two <laughs> yes. and our souls to be interacting and engaging. It's really fun. And I'm also really grateful for recovery and the recovery mm. community. I think mm. it's so beautiful and, and it's been so amazing for the recovery community because we've been all been able to go on Zoom groups that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever the future is, like these Zoom groups will be a new resource for addicts. So it's really yeah. cool. That's amazing. Um, I am grateful for Duolingo. Learn in French. I'm getting, I'm getting really good. This episode is not sponsored by them, but wouldn't it be nice if it was? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, merci beaucoup, Alex. Yeah, the Quebec or whatever, what we see in Canada. <laughs> Wait, you live in Canada. I know, <laughs> Are but... Are you supposed to know? Not, not the, all French Canada. I, I only know the only like French thing. It's like, I mean... Quebec, the Quebecois or whatever, like in France, like, you know, in, in, in Quebec, like there, there's like a certain, yeah. I don't know what they call them, but that's the only Canadian French thing I know. Really I'm not right. a good French Canadian. Quebec moi. <laughs> yeah. I only know Lady Marmalade. <laughs> that totally works. That's what most people know. Hot magic. <laughs> yes. Hot magic. Witches, this show is made possible by listeners like you who contribute on our Patreon. If you want to join the Basic Witches Coven, become a patron. And as a thank you for your support, we'll give you all kinds of witchy goodness, like card readings and custom art. We'll see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic Witches.